0: Need a quick hit of Marketing Smarts inspiration? Here it is. We have lifted portions of our Marketing Smarts episodes for those of you who need a quick jolt of marketing savviness right now. Refer to the description for how to fund a longer form version. And with that, here it is. I am one of those leaders who fears conflict. You're not alone, by the way. <laughs> how do I embrace it and facilitate it? Abra, I'll let you start on this one. Because there's there's several different aspects of this. So we're gonna we're gonna kinda tag team this one, but I'll let you start.
1: Yeah, so five primary practices that we've kind of boiled down from our experience. Uh, the first one is filter all feedback through the shared common goal. So we've talked about this already, right? Makes it less personal. It's not about right and wrong, it's about what's gonna deliver the most impact. You know, you can have that productive conflict where you're debating back and forth, but you're really asking, you know, what about this idea really hits home or delivers on that common goal? You're not talking about, I love it, I hate it, you know, that kind of thing. Um, You're taking the emotion down a notch. You're getting everybody focused. And even if you're a leader that doesn't like conflict, this can set you up in the best way to manage it as it comes up, because I think conflict automatically people think, it's going to get really ugly. Mm-hmm. And that's not the definition we're talking about here. We're talking about, like, debating to get to the right answer versus lashing out, which will definitely set this type of leader up for success. Yep. I agree with that
0: one. And using a filtering, like, if it's just a rubric or something like yes. that so that everybody's on the same page for how you're evaluating things because we find that people evaluate things very differently and according to their own set of uh, filters. Um. The second one would be establish rules of engagement and make sure everyone practices them, especially you. And this is because the rules establish clear guidelines and expectations for everyone. Kind of what I just said about the rubric or the filter when you're evaluating work, which is what I always did, just so everybody was clear where I was coming from. But this is a little bit in the kind of the dynamics of the team itself. So if conflict arises you can always defer back to the rules. So, for example, you may have a rule that uh, people can't just like shoot down everybody's ideas if they can't offer a good one or aren't willing to take mm-hmm. responsibility for going and finding a better one. Uh-huh. So, you know, that's just one example of like how to avoid like somebody just being a naysayer about everything or just being you know that bad apple in in the bunch. But it also means that you need to practice what you preach. So, for example, you know, you've heard me in April say that good ideas can come from anywhere. And we used to say this all the time in the corporate world, but not exactly sure we practice what we preached. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you do believe good ideas can come from everywhere, you better be listening to everybody's ideas. You better be like, doesn't matter where they come from. You better be listening to them and not trying to then funnel them through a specific, uh, you know contrived
1: process that you can't hear all of the ideas and i'm gonna jump in here because this is something that we constantly made fun of after we would leave especially png meetings which was to that point it'd be like all right time to give feedback and the highest level person in the room would look at the most junior person level at the in the room call them out and say what do you think brad or whoever it was (laughs) it always started that way and i'm like what in the world? That is the meanest thing you can possibly do to someone. But to the point you just made, it's like, oh come on! How in the world is that productive from anybody's point of view? But it was inevitable every time. Oh yeah, that's just how it goes. Well, one, it was like <laughs> it's it's either to make the
0: uh, you know the rest of the people sound smart. I'd be like. Well, that was a good idea, but you know, I think Yes. <laughs> we used to have some fun conversations at, you know, the poor ABM's expenses, but it was kind of like a rite of passage. You know, you had to kind of like go first and eventually you got to just like be at the the head and be able then to um claim everybody else's thoughts as your own. <laughs> oh, such a bad way to do it. <laughs> Well, you know, but the other way about it though is if the if the if the lead person started, if the if the if the one that most seniority started, everybody would feel very uncomfortable dissenting with that opinion too. So, well, and
1: I don't I don't disagree with that, but it's just like I mean, my God, I think it just scarred some of this point. <laughs> it <ADM's>. probably did. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it probably did. All right, the third one we have here: listen and demonstrate you heard both sides. So. This kind of places you in the position to be a bit of a mediator, which I think for this type of leader that doesn't like to jump in and like perform or, you know, participate in the conflict, this is where you can get credit for kind of alleviating the bad energy or aggression in the room. So you play a little bit of a referee, you know, someone starts to get upset. You can, you know, calm them down. I heard you say this. I understand that you like this idea. However, it seems like, you know, client feels like we're not delivering as strongly Mm. with this concept against X, Y, and Z. Therefore, they seem to be leaning this way. Did I hear that appropriately? And that can help you get to, well, better, clearer results for sure from the conversation But it also then allows you to have a role that really isn't about having to participate or, you know, get all worked up in the conflict. You can really get rid of it, which is a great role for this type of leader to play.
0: Yeah, and and that's the the, the bad conflict because I think, you know, when when people are, are, you know, especially passionate about a specific idea, again, that's usually coming from a place of – you know, understanding or knowledge, or you know, just really desperate, trying to get their idea across. Yeah. It always escalates if they don't feel like they're being listened to. Yes, exactly. It always escalates. Always. So, being able to demonstrate that you've heard somebody, and even saying, you know, I hear you. We're going to go a different way, but thank you, you know, for yeah. expressing your point of view. But know that I heard you, and like giving them enough like um re- reiteration back of what they had said, so they could feel heard. They might not like the outcome, but at least they feel like you know they were heard.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Um, the next one is take ownership for the decision. So this is a pick one for a leader. Once you've heard both sides and considered all of the above, you need to make a decision. You need to own it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and this is when somebody who, like, doesn't like conflict, they also have a really hard time making decisions. Yes. Right? Because they're afraid they're going to make somebody mad. Um, and they're going to have to deal with the the repercussions of that, or they're afraid of looking unpopular, or you know, it it definitely comes back to being a specific reflection of themselves. And you know, we talk a lot about personal brand and their personal brand. So sometimes that's in conflict. But you have to make a decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to sh- you can sh- definitely share your rationale for so everyone understands why you made the decision. And. W- Above and beyond that, regardless of whichever way the outcome comes, you need to own that as well. Mm-hmm. So a good leader always shares the success and owns the failures. Yes. I mean, that's just always how it goes. That's how you get the respect, the integrity, because ultimately you need to make the decision. If you're going to continue to defer the decision because you don't want to like deal in the conflict, because I've had that a lot too, where people are trying to like keep on too many options, mm-hmm. like or, or they want to keep everything open. It's like, no, if you don't like that. You know, or if it's like in the top, you know, in the lower bottom or, you know, if it's, you know, regardless of what we're talking about, if that doesn't seem like it's going to come to fruition because it's not going to deliver against a common goal, just cut it out yes. and move on. Yes. You know, as opposed to like, you know, being able to like try to keep as many options open so you don't piss anybody off. Mm-hmm. It's like it's such a detrimental uh, uh, practice to being able to deliver uh, really good work. And that's definitely dysfunctional.
1: Yeah, and this one to me, I mean, I just have no use for this kind of behavior when it's, you know, when the decision isn't owned and, you know, the leader kind of is wishy-washy because I think anyone that works for that person then feels like they can't do their best work because they're distracted by the fact that they're not sure how things are going to go or that something could be taken back or someone's going to flip a switch. And I think, you know, even a leader with good intention I think to Anne's point about knowing your personal brand, it's like you got to know that about yourself and manage it yourself. You Mm -hmm. can't push that down on other members of the team because nothing will kill a team so fast. But, I mean, you won't get any of the results you're looking for because your people are just constantly left in this limbo of not being sure what's going to happen next because they don't feel like they can count on you. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So – All right. And the fifth and final of how to deal with conflict if you're a leader that does not love conflict is make it a regular practice. So um, at Curiosity, I think my team and, and hopefully all of them listening will say, yes, this is true. But I feel like we got to a really good place where feedback was so instantaneous and fluid and so unemotionally driven that we gave it all the time. And I think it was built from the very foundation of the team and the respect that we had for each other. I mean, we generally liked each other and had a good time too, I will say. Um, But I mean, we could get in a room and it didn't matter that I was the leader and, you know, they worked for me or that we had a super junior person in the room. If anybody had feedback to give, they were supposed to give that feedback. The only time you ever got in trouble is if you withheld feedback in a room and then you went and had another conversation with someone else. So we really tried to have open and honest communication, very timely. That way, no one really felt like they were ever in trouble. Nothing ever blew up. We never got to the point where someone was too scared to tell us about a mistake. I was never caught off guard as a leader of the team. And I just said, guys, you know what? I don't have all the answers I've put this team together because you guys are better at some things than I am and vice versa. And so you're not going to hurt my feelings if it's about the work, you know, or even if it's about my behavior. I quite frankly don't care. It starts with me. I will own those mistakes. Like you said, Anne, Um, I always was big about promoting the team. And I think we just got to like such a nice flow where no one ever felt fearful when we were in those rooms or like they couldn't say what they wanted to say and so it was literally on the table left on the table we hashed it out we got to quick Mm -hmm. decisions it was always better work and the team I think felt very proud and empowered because they were free to just go do their jobs and just make sure that I was never surprised that was Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. that's a really good point still need help in growing your marketing smarts? contact us through our website forthright-people.com